Keto and Depression. Welcome to the Our Ketogenic Life podcast, where we bring you the scientific and daily application of living the ketogenic lifestyle. We have helped hundreds reach their weight loss and health goals, but this is far more than that. We want to help you create real life change so that you can live the life God created you for. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin and Danae Davis. Hey guys, welcome to our Ketogenic Life podcast. Uh, We are so happy to have you here today. Uh, We are going to talk about something that is very common, and that is depression and how uh, the ketogenic diet and your lifestyle can affect uh, depression. But first, I want to let you guys know uh, that uh, today is uh, off uh, today. Hopefully, we'll have her next week. But with keto and depression, um, depression is a very, very common uh, disorder uh, that is uh, seen by uh, many people, uh, especially in the medical field. We see this on a regular basis. I've read some studies to where approximately 10% of the people uh, in the United States uh, have depression and uh, 50% are depressed at some point in their life. So, you know, it it is something that affects probably a lot of our listeners, and if not one of you, then probably somebody that you know. Uh, There's probably a lot of people who have a diagnosis of of depression that um, you don't realize that that they have this um, problem. So, you know, uh, just be sensitive to this. You know, it's it's a very... um, it's very common subject that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Um, you know, if they have, you know, diabetes or if they have high blood pressure, they don't mind telling people about that. But when it comes to depression, it's a more guarded diagnosis. So, you know, it, it, just be sensitive to the subject. And uh, the things that we're going to talk about today is a little bit underlying, you know, what causes some of the depression and, um, you know, we're not going to talk about treatment as far as in a medical standpoint, but we're going to talk about, you know, some lifestyle uh, changes that you can make to uh, hopefully lessen some of the uh, depression if you are suffering from this. The first thing, though, I want to talk about is, are you really d- depressed? Do you have a diagnosis of depression? Uh, there's a big difference between someone having a diagnosis of diagnosis of depression and feeling depressed. You know, uh, it is a clinical diagnosis for depression, you know, with uh, uh, some uh, qualifications that, that need to be met. So some people um, do have this, you know, and a lot of times it is associated with um, some chemical uh, neurotransmitters that we're going to talk about. But a lot of us feel depressed uh, or feel depressed at some at some point, you know, with certain life uh, circumstances. So it's not an actually diagnosis of uh, clinical depression. It's just sometimes we feel depressed and sometimes this can be like a state of mind that we're in. And uh, some of the things that we're going to talk about today are really going to help with this aspect of it. You know, with the clinical diagnosis of depression and medications involved, it's a little bit uh, out of the scope of, of this podcast. So, you know, if you if you feel like you have this, if it's an ongoing thing, this is something you need to talk to your medical provider about. And if you do have depression and you are taking medication, 
And some of the things that we talk about today, there's no way I want you to stop medication unless you talk to your provider first. You know, this is something that needs to be discussed with them. So uh, whether you're feeling depressed or you have a, a clinical diagnosis of depression, the things we're going to talk about can help. But what I want you to really understand that is if if you do take medications, do not stop them for anything that we talk about here. This is just for informational uh, purposes. Now, with uh, depression, there's a couple of neurotransmitters um, that are commonly associated with uh, depression, and that's serotonin, dopamine, and also like norepinephrine and epinephrine. So these are chemical structures uh, that are in our bodies uh, that can affect our mood. Actually, dopamine is called your, is called your happy hormone. So if things are affecting the uh, dopamine in your body, obviously it can affect your, your, your mood because uh, that's where we get the name happy hormone from. So the first thing I want to talk about is trying to uh, correct uh, some of these is by your diet. I've had people uh, before that uh, we've coached that um, we've changed their diet. Uh, we've gotten their blood sugar stabilized. They weren't diabetic to begin with. Uh, let me get that straight, too. These people had fluctuations in their blood sugars. And with this blood sugar fluctuation, there it can affect your mood. It can make you feel hangry sometimes. That's when you have a combination of being hungry and angry at the same time. So I've had people that just by changing their diet, their moods have uh, improved greatly. I've had spouses thank me because the other spouse was uh, having some mood fluctuations. We changed their diet and they got all better. You know, they their mood totally changed. So uh, some of the reasons behind this is when you have... Uh, a diet of uh, processed foods and uh, added sugars, um, you have this fluctuation in your blood sugar, which affects your hormones, uh, insulin and cortisol, which can affect your mood. Uh, it can also affect your GI system. Uh, there's a lot of the hormones such as like serotonin that is produced in your gut. So if you have a, a gut that is not where it needs to be, when I talk about gut, I'm talking about your GI system, your stomach, your small intestines and large intestines. So if you have a problem with your gut because you've had a bad diet in the past, because you've eaten too much processed foods and sugar, you know, that can affect uh, some of the the way serotonin is produced. And, uh, and obviously, if it's uh, affected the way serotonin is produced, it can affect your mood. So sometimes when, when I coach clients, uh, they have a lot of uh, symptoms. They feel tired, weak, moody, can't sleep, and things like that. And what we find is it ends up being their gut is their issue. And until we fix their gut then their their symptoms don't change. And to fix a, someone's gut, depending on how bad it is, you know, it can take anywhere from a couple months to up to a year's time. So it's something that has to be long-term and it has to be uh, supplementing and with the right supplements and it has to be on the right diet, exercise, everything we talk about with our four pillars of health. So you have to have these type of um, uh, long-term um, realistic plans uh, to correct these things that you've kind of abused your body over the year so that you can get the results that you want to get. 
So the, the first thing we, we talk about here is the blood sugar stabilization. The other thing that I want to talk about, and we're just going to limit it to two things right now, is inflammation. You know, inflammation, uh, again, is such a uh, problem with, you know, with chronic medical conditions, you know, that, like diabetes, uh, Alzheimer's and things like that. But it can also affect our mood. Uh, there's uh, inflammatory cytokines. Uh, that if these are uh, elevated, um, then they can lead to more uh, problems with the neurotransmitters that we talked uh, about above. You know, if you've heard of the amino acid tryptophan, uh, tryptophan will eventually get uh, converted to serotonin. And again, serotonin is one of those neurotransmitters that we talk about with uh, depression. So, to get to tryptophan to serotonin, there's several different steps that have to take place. You have to have certain uh, right vitamins like vitamin B6 um, to get the uh, conversion from tryptophan eventually to serotonin. Now, with inflammation, the problem that is is if you have uh, chronic inflammation, uh, it takes a different pathway. So if you imagine you're going down the interstate and uh, you're, start, you're starting off at tryptophan and serotonin is where you want to end up, but the, you've got these exits. And uh, if you have problems in the road, uh, such as construction, and it's blocking that pathway to get to serotonin, well, you have to take uh, the exit. And that exit takes down uh, different pathways uh, to things that are not um, what we want them to be. Um, quinolone uh, pathway is one that uh, tryptophan will usually end up with. And I know I'm talking a lot of these terms and stuff, but basically you're getting off the highway going in a direction you don't want to go. And the reason is because you have inflammation. That inflammation is like the construction in the road. So as long as you got that construction in the road, you're going to have to keep taking this exit. And this exit is taking you where you do not want to go. And that is where um, you have more of the, uh, end up having less serotonin. So what can you do about that? Well, obviously, you can decrease your amount of inflammation. Well, how are you going to do that? It's by your lifestyle. It's our four pillars of health. It all goes back to our four pillars of health. So if we can start correcting some of the uh, things that are causing our long-term inflammation, and today we're talking about your diet, uh, then you possibly could have improvement in your serotonin production. Obviously, there's m many other things that have to happen to get to uh, tryptophan to serotonin, but one of the things that we can correct is our lifestyle by the choices that we make. So instead of just relying on medication, which sometimes you do need medications and it's not a problem, I prescribe medications for this, so I truly believe it does help some people. But I think that we can add onto the medications some of the lifestyle changes that we need to make so that we can get to the results that we want to get to. So that is a very important, um, I think, thing to, to realize for some people that, you know, you do have control over your mood by the lifestyle choices that you make. Now, there's some uh, therapy uh, that you can do with uh, different changes, uh, different changes, such as like, you know, changing your, your state of mind as far as like changing the way 
you uh, present your body, the way the things that you think about. So there's all different things that you can do uh, to help with a depression, um, diagnosis of depression or feeling depressed. But I want you to walk away from here thinking and, and knowing that by the lifestyle changes that you can make to help with uh, increased serotonin production by decreasing the inflammation, you know, you can live a, a, a happier life than, than what you're doing right now. Now, another added uh, thing that you can do, and this is something you probably need to talk to your medical provider for, you know, we, we have our coaching clients to talk about this, is there's other things that can uh, help with the depression-type symptoms, and it has to do with other receptors in your body. Uh, one of the things that uh, that I take for other reasons, not for depression, but for um uh, decreased risk factors for heart disease is something called creatine monohydrate and a lot of people hear that and they think muscle building and that's not the reason why I take it I take it because it helps lessen my risk factors for heart disease through other pathways but for this aspect for the creatine monohydrate is it helps uh, stimulate some of the receptors in your in your brain called NDMA receptors and there's a lot of other research with this as far as ketamine um, as far as uh, different types of medications in the future that may be available. But uh, supplementing with uh, creatine can help. Now, if you're also exercising and you're, uh, you know, you're lifting weights, you know, it can help in that aspect as well. So when we start seeing things in the big picture, just kind of step back for just a second and, and look at the big picture. You know, we've talked before about uh, inflammation helping reduce risk factors for uh, Alzheimer's and heart disease and things like that. I just told you I take creatine for uh, other reasons as far as um, uh, my genetics for uh, decreasing my risk factors for heart disease. And I just told you that you can take creatine and it helps some people with alleviating some of the symptoms of depression. So if you see a common theme here, if we start doing uh, things for our body uh, overall on a broad basis, um, uh, by making different choices, you know, we can improve a lot of aspects uh, in our health. Now, the key is it gets a little bit of confusing because it gets every, you know, each person is a little bit different. Uh, we're all individuals and we all can't take the same medication, same supplement, same diet even. So uh, I've kind of walked away from, you know, just oh, saying everybody needs a ketogenic diet. I think a majority of people can benefit from this, but there are some people for certain genetics that need to have a different type of diet. And that's where our individual coaching can come in. But like with what we're talking about here, if we can do things uh, to decrease our inflammation, uh, and help uh, stimulate some of these other receptor cells, then, you know, those are the things that we, we can do on a regular basis to just, uh, just improve our lives. Now, I've had some people tell me that when they've done a ketogenic diet, uh, their mood got worse. And um, it's kind of like when I first heard this, it's like I don't understand that because it doesn't make any sense. Again, it goes back to each person's different. Uh, not everybody needs to do the same thing. But the first thing 
that I talked about or I ask about is what kind of diet uh, are, are you eating? And a lot of times they were eating what we call, quote, dirty keto, even though we don't like that term. But that just means you're looking at your macros and hitting your macros. You're not really worried about what kind of food you are eating. So you're not getting the vegetables and the right foods and right meats and things like that. You're eating still a lot of processed foods, uh, which can be, you know, probably better than eating processed foods that have a lot of carbs in them and a lot of added sugars, but you're still eating processed foods. So a lot of times what I've found is when people say that they felt worse on a ketogenic diet, uh, it's usually what they're eating. So if we can address that with them, then usually uh, their symptoms will get better. Uh, again, everybody's different, and that's just an individual basis that we can help people with. The other thing that I've found is especially with females, you know, with their mood, um, is uh, carb cycling, especially around their periods because hormones are built with uh, uh, substrates of carbs. It helps production. So sometimes we have to do carb cycling with them. And then sometimes I've found, you know, going back to our four pillars of health, they may be nailing their diet, but they're not sleeping well. You know, and if you're not sleeping well, you're, you're still not going to feel the best that you can. So when someone uh, tells me that a change in their diet to something is more healthy and they're not getting results, you know, usually we have to dig a little bit further into um, their symptoms so that we can figure out what's going on with them specifically so that they can get the results that they want to do. Now, let's say that you're interested in uh, making some changes. You know, you... Uh, feel depressed, or you have a history of depression, you may be taking medication. And again, we're not wanting you to stop medication for any reason whatsoever unless you talk to your doctor. But what some of the things that you can do to help uh, alleviate some of these symptoms? The first and foremost, I think that uh, as studies have been shown, is the omega-3. Uh, omega-3, especially the EPA, you need to get about a thousand milligrams of EPA in your system. And that has been shown in some studies just as effective as some of medications. So, you know, adding uh, by supplementation or uh, eating the right types of like salmon uh, to get a thousand milligrams of the EPA uh, will help with the symptoms of depression. Uh, we talked about uh, carb cycling, you know, uh, if, if needed, you know, cycle your carbs and you can do that different ways. Uh, and if you need help with that, you know, uh, just uh, get in contact with us and we can talk about setting you up for our coaching. Uh, you know, what kind of sleep are you having? You know, are you getting enough sleep? We talked about that uh, as well. Uh, you know, eating more nutrient dense food. And what I mean by that is not just a lot of empty calories. You know, for instance, like, you know, I think uh, pork rinds, a lot of people use that for a ketogenic diet. And they snack on those, and that's okay. Sometimes you need something crunchy, and I understand that. I've eaten those as well. But they really don't provide a lot of nutrient uh, value. So eating things that are more nutrient-dense, you know, like um, vegetables, uh, a good a piece of like a salmon, uh, a good uh, ribeye, uh, things like that to have more, you know, calories and uh, nutrients and minerals that you need in a smaller amount of food. The other thing is make sure your electrolytes are okay, especially if you're just starting off on a ketogenic diet because the electrolytes can play a little bit of havoc into your system. Uh, and then the other thing, which is another pillar of our health, uh, is movement and prayer. 
you know, I think that those two things are very important as far as adding to your whole treatment. And again, you know, uh, with our coaching, we don't look at one aspect of a certain uh, person's life. Uh, we look at everything. So if we're not talking about movement, if you're not talking about, you know, getting out and doing things, uh, getting your body moving to release endorphins, you know, um, you know that can uh, lead to depressive type symptoms. And then prayer, taking time out uh, to spend word with, uh, with Jesus, uh, helping, uh, asking him to help you with the directions that you need to go, the, the decisions you need to make. And, you know, with so many things going on in this world right now, you know, we can get tur turned in so many different directions. But having him uh, uh, on a, uh, having him in our presence on a daily basis can help uh, stabilize us because uh, we feel secure because we know who's in charge and we know uh, what the outcome's going to be. We just don't know how the story's going to play out. Now, some of the supplements that you can do, and again, these are uh, just generic supplements that uh, may or may not help you. You need to talk with someone before you just start taking these. Uh, but zinc, uh, glutathione, L-tyrosine, uh, those are some of the uh, supplements that you can take to help alleviate some of the depressive type uh, symptoms that you may be experiencing. So hopefully this has helped. Uh, hopefully this is kind of like opening your eyes up a little bit to know that you have, you know, even if you have certain um, uh, medical problems or if you have certain symptoms, your lifestyle can play a great impact on how uh, these symptoms are expressed. So, you know, we've talked about epigenetics in the past and, you know, how your genes are expressed by your lifestyle. But your mood, uh, we can include that as well because, you know, how... Uh, we live our life uh, through our diet, through our exercise, through our prayer, and through our movement. Um, it can affect uh, the way we feel on a, a daily, regular basis. If you have any questions, please reach out. Um, here is our next catechism. It says, what is the sin of our first parents in eating the forbidden fruit? Uh, Genesis 2, 6. So, you know, uh, you know, the story of Adam and Eve, you know, the things that they weren't supposed to eat was eat from the, eat the forbidden fruit, but they did. Uh, they were not obedient uh, to Christ. And this is where we're at now because of all that, uh, because of that decision. But it's a good thing that we have the Lord Jesus Christ because he is our savior. Uh, he is uh, there dying on the cross for our sins. Uh, was rose again, and uh, now he, we have him in uh, heaven as our mediator. And uh, just asking him to be your personal Lord and Savior is the best decision that you can ever make. Anyway, hopefully, uh, hopefully this has helped a little bit with you guys as far as depression. Hopefully it gives you some uh, insight uh, as far as like, you know, some of the things that you can do to help alleviate some of the symptoms, uh, knowing that you're not alone, that there's a lot of people who suffer from this as well. So uh, if you have questions, please reach out. Otherwise, you guys have a blessed day. And remember, be fit and be faithful. This podcast is for informational purposes only. No patient-provider relationship is implied or established. This podcast in no way represents the practice of medicine. The information given is to be used at the listener's own risk. Please consult your provider before making any changes, as the contents of this podcast is no substitution for your provider's instruction.